trade services, Lavazi and Book1.co.uk present the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who Podcast, episode 528. I'm Adam and I've been so busy I hadn't actually can be bothered to do a... a, a um, no, what they call those things quotes so and also ben doesn't appear on to be on the show so we, we, we don't have to do stuff like that anyway and we could do a really quick synopsis and here's mary lang uh you can hug me if you want uh no really you can hug me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and kirby bartlett sloan exterminarian yeah that's a good one that's probably the one i would have gone for actually <laughs> yeah i like that but funny, I run the thing about the expert Sturmineer. Obviously, the Daleks are based on the Third Reich, aren't they? So <laughs> that was quite an interesting sort of nod to their um, inception. Yeah, when uh, I well, when I saw that the first time, I just I went, yeah, they did it finally. Did. Yeah. Anyway, right. So on the live feed, we've got Lillian Robbins saying, "I've joined," uh, and then you'd better. And then Terry Miles says, "Is that uh, there is a big time lag? I'm also here." Well, it's not. My computer's really fast, so I don't think it's going to be anything. At well, my it, end. it it is a uh, time travel based TV mm. show. Yeah, so of course, it's a time lag. Yeah, time no time lag. That's not a Doctor Who story. It went quiet then, didn't it? So yes, we're back again, and I think there's another duck out next week uh, in regards to whether we're recording. Or not. I'm just going to check my calendar so Kirby doesn't have to, have to ask me at the end of the show. But I've got a funny feeling I'm up to something next Sunday. Yes, I'm filming You're a show. You're always up to something. I'm filming a show in Southsea, so I won't be here. Okay, um, but now. we're back Go back ahead. as normal on the 8th of May, and they're fourth for a while, actually, so we're okay. Faster. Faster. Yeah. Yes. I'm saying this now so you don't go, uh, go, where's Kirby? Where's Kirby? The next time, that's two weeks from today, I will not be on the show. Um... You could have given me a forewarning to you saying that because I can't find the hallelujah. Oh, here it is. <laughs> Good. Okay, that's fine. Thanks there, for that notification, is, uh, which I'm bound to forget. Yes. Well, and, and to move things along um, on the journey, any time that we don't have a, a, a podcast, maybe that's when, you know, whenever we have the next podcast, we can catch up on episodes. We can talk about you know, two or three, depending on how many we're, we're missing in between. Maybe. But you lot, who wasn't on the show last week when it came to the Stolen Earth episode? It's all gone what? quiet over there. It's all gone quiet Sorry, over there. Sorry, I was adjusting my calendar. What? Oh, God. I said, who was, wasn't was on last week when we did the Stolen Earth episode? Me. It was... It was... Right, me. Right, so could, is it possible, and that's a stupid question, and it isn't rhetorical, but is it possible for you to do a brief what did you think of the episode bit? Fantastic, and uh, it'll be combined, my full uh, thoughts will be combined at the end of talking about this one, because these are two episodes that should be discussed together. No, they Yay! Okay, Oh, that definitely it. deserves one of these. Yeah, you're on sound effects tonight, mate, because uh, I've had a really busy day and I haven't even got my, uh, my Mac with me to do my sound effects. So. You have a Mac? <laughs> but I can do Well, that didn't work too well, did it, everybody? That went a bit funny. It sort of, like, overloaded the whole internet, that 
Never mind. Anyway, Ben's back. Oh, do you want to do it? Shall I do an interruption? Interruption? Introduction? <laughs> yes. Oh, you've gone all quiet. Hold on. Oh, Kirby, hold tell on. him he's gone I'm all here. quiet. He's gone all quiet. I'm here. But no, he's I've back again. To, hold on. I told you. I'll tell you what I haven't done. There we go. I haven't uh, muted my speakers. Uh, that's because that's the wrong remote control. There we go. That sounds better, doesn't it, people? Oh, yeah. Where did we get up to? Oh, yeah. And you Ben were Shoveler. You were about to introduce to me, weren't I you? I just did. Ben Shoveler. Shalak the Tooth, Pyrovilia, and the Lost Moon of Poosh. Sorted. Ha! I could have just done the ha bit, couldn't I? Well done, yeah. Thank you very much. And here we go. Journeys. We've already done that bit. Well, I'm joining late because Mm. I've had a busy, busy day. I've had to go and say goodbye to my my big brother's doggy because it's not very well. And so we had to make an emergency trip up to Oxford. And then I've had the daughter and I've had to drop her home and cook tea. And five minutes late and you've already started without me. We haven't really started yet. So therefore we can have a how is everybody? I'm tired. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Kirby? I'm fine. Mary. I'm doing very well. I'm glad to hear it, my darling. Mm. Right then, so uh, apparently we're doing Journey's End this week, which starts at the end oh, of Stolen Jesus Earth, where Christ. the Doctor has just been shot by a Dalek. They've returned to the TARDIS, where you've got Rose and you've got Captain Jack, who are both getting well. Captain Jack's not freaked out, and neither's Rose, but obviously you've got Donna, who's a little bit upset about what's going on, because the Doctor's just been shot, and he's lying on the ground going... Like that, and uh, he then starts regenerating. And Captain Jack assures Donna it will be okay. And you know, Rose knows it's going to be fine as well because she's been there before and seen there and also done it. Not quite done it. Beg your pardon. Then the doctor starts regenerating. Ben, 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 you missed something. You missed the whole business of uh, of um, Gwen sticking her finger in the bullet hole in the hub oh I did yes that's because I'm doing it from memory (laughs) (laughs) and I think I did quite well at this point I'll hand back to Adam who shall continue this review yeah so I'm just noting that the recording levels are really low so I'm going to keep an eye on those your recording levels yeah I'm I'm going to oh shit that's wrong oh I swore oh no I've pressed the wrong button there we go I'm turning up the recording levels via a, a more professional means Right then, well, I'm not. Wouldn't I? Who's agree- he then? <laughs> When's he turning up? Anyway, where do we get up to? Oh right, yeah. So I agree with. Um, we haven't got up to the bullet hole bit yet because it starts off with a recap, and then the doctor sort of regenerates yeah. and siphons off the regenerative energy into the hand, and then <laughs> gets very arrogant and shows off about it. And then we go to Torchwood and Gwen and. Um, Yanto shooting at the Dalek, and all the That's bullets. That's what I thought. Yeah, all the bullets um, hang in midair, so, and Gwen pokes. Master, one of the bullets. I have a, I've got a big problem with that. Well, yeah. You're watching it in the wrong order. No, oh. no, those, those, the inner, the kinetic energy should of those bullets should have made them so super hot that Gwen would have given herself a third degree burn by touching that. Oh, and reality intrudes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, because of course you can create a, a time bubble. Yes, time bubbles are cool. Yeah. Never mind. Anyway, the doctor's um, going on about his, um, you know, being himself and gets a hug off, off Rose and 
then Donna wants a hug off Captain Jack because everybody's hugging each other. Um, the Daleks the, um, sort of turn, almost like turn the the, um, the, the TARDIS off and then nick it, basically take it up to their, their spaceship. Um, then Mickey and Jackie just randomly turn up uh, bec- because it's the season finale and um, yeah, it might as well. And it's also the last episode, series episode that Russell T Davis is doing, so they might as well be in it. Uh, Martha is at home with her mum and says, "Sorry, I gotta go and do the Osterhagen tea thingy." Uh, sorry, and then we get so to, sorry. Yeah, we get to the fa- uh, Kirby's favourite bit with the um, Exterminator and Daleks um, going. Whoa, you're roof. moving way too fast. I am not. I'm only up to five minutes. Uh, Ooh, you're moving too fast. Um. Anyway, well, I've lost where I was. Uh, oh yeah, so they're they're. Oh. You, that is five minutes. I'm sorry, the, I was incorrect. The TARDIS Again? is being transported. <laughs> the TARDIS has been transported through the crowd symbol. And um, there's a couple of, I think there's a moment which Donna saying, oh, why am I so special? Blah 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 blah. Uh, and um, while they, the, the the crew are sort of being imprisoned in sort of special force fields, Donna gets imprisoned in the TARDIS. Uh, and um, the Daleks decide, right, the TARDIS is a weapon, and they f- they sort of fling it into this molten core thingy. And <laughs> the Doctor does a lot of teeth acting. <laughs> you can't do it, but you can't, sort of thing, you know, because... Um... <laughs> sorry, so sorry. Yeah, so while the, 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 the TARDIS is starting to burn up a little bit, <clears throat> Donna goes a bit funny. And she gets drawn to the, the throbbing and glowing hand, uh, which she touches just the outer casing of, and that does something to her, throws her in backwards, and the, the hand then um, generates itself into a naked man that looks exactly like David Tennant. You're naked, as Donna says. Uh, and then, of course, um, the, the new naked doctor dematerialises the target just at the moment that the Dalek thinks it's getting destroyed. Um, Captain Jack decides to get shot dead and again uh, just so as he can be he can oh he's get, such a martyr isn't he <laughs> yeah so yeah. he can be taken out of the um the little holding room but he was very lucky not to be incinerated like he was he, he, yeah. he was almost incinerated in in the next torchwood series anyway moving on oh not the next torchwood like, series and next of... next but that one the one after yanto dies that torchwood series no spoilers sorry Kirby. Master, master i was watching when I was watching him come out of that uh, that trash thing, I was, I was really worried because that door looks heavy. And if he had just, if they had made one little mistake closing well, it, I think you might have made a mistake there, John. Uh, John okay, because, uh, <laughs> you mentioned the words John Barrowman and coming out, and that's never happened. <laughs> yeah, but although he survives, uh, I was wondering why his clothes weren't on fire. I'd imagine John Gabarman probably came out of the age of two. I mean, he's... Uh, well, yeah. that's a very good point, Mary. But uh, it's a science fiction fantasy too. Yes, it's it is. not forget that. <laughs> so, anyway, the Doctor gets some... Sorry, the, 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 the other Doctor gets some clothes on and um, him and Donna start talking a bit funny together doing their, you know, their sort of chemistry. Their on-screen chemistry and comic timing, bringing that into their, the scene. Well, um... Martha, with a sort of almost like Adolf Hitler hairdo, uh, meets up with a, a strange sort of matriarch German lady who needs to get her hair done because it is a bit all over the place. 
uh, and they go in to the castle. The woman's going to shoot Martha because she doesn't really want her to use the Ersterhagen key. But she just can't do it. Martha says, do it! But she just can't do it. Like, who invented that? <laughs> yes. That's a doctor Someone named that. Osterhagen. Yes. <laughs> Someone called Bernard. Anyway, meanwhile, um, Sarah's managed to prevent uh, herself, Mickey, and Jackie from getting killed by the Daleks by just surrendering. Uh, and they get beamed up to the ship. And um, there's a, a dramatic... After the Doctor has a, a friendly conversation with Davros, there's a dramatic scene in which um, the Davros is going to demonstrate this new weapon of his by killing a load of people in this sort of hold. Uh, the so they're all going to die, but... Device. Yeah, because we forgot to mention that Mickey and Jackie have transported themselves to this universe by one of those fancy disc thingies, which takes half an hour to charge up to do another one, that's and also breaks the fabric of the universe at the same time. What? Uh, one thing I did like about this, that since they reintroduced those little discs, they look a lot less like toys. They look like toys the during the previous mm. use of them. Okay. They, they, uh, you know, they were yellow, white and yellow, and... Oh, I just got a notification on my phone saying we're doing a recording of the Toy Bit Megabyte Doctor podcast. Uh, also, did you notice that uh, there's a, an extra who has been in Doctor Who twice? Oh, yeah, the Indian lady. Yes, Gita. Yes. Uh, she used to be in EastEnders many years ago. Yes. Um, that's why she was in Doctor Who the previous time, because she was in Dimensions oh, Inside. Of course. Well done, Kirby. I'm going to give you a ding for that one. That was actually quite worth mentioning. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, you can't have Thank another. Anyway, so Mickey manages to find a door so that him and... Um... Exterminate. Oh, dear. Him and is it Sarah managed to get into. Uh, Jackie's left out there, and then he thinks that Jackie's about to die, but uh, he sort of... Um, make some sort of gesture through the window that it's recharged this disc thing and she says sorry but what surprised me instead of uh, being transported back to the other universe she was only she just transported to where they were in the cupboard where they were yeah ah that's because it's a science fiction fantasy fantasy tv program yeah and otherwise the plot would have fallen apart right there i was was wondering about that too when i was watching last night out of the episode yes yeah Anyway, there's Dalek ships everywhere, and Wilf and, and Donna's mum are, yeah, you know, something in themselves. Um, and then the Captain <laughs> Jack uh, is back alive again and um, gives, uh, well, he's got a little, a, an exploding star apparently around his neck. Um, and um, he meets up with Sarah Jane, and they all have a bit of a, you know, and someone else and have a big cuddle. And uh, it's all very. Um, you know, friendly. Uh, and then there's a little, a few flashbacks to the people that that have died because of the Doctor, apparently, according to Davros. And forget about all the stuff the people have died because of Davros, but never mind. Uh, yes, people... you, again, you'll have to be very contradictory in this episode, yeah. and you'll have to point yes. out someone else's faults, even though they are the same as yours. <laughs> On the sudden, f- yes, what? Yeah, you know that little cubicle where. Uh, Martha has the discussion with the other Osterhagen people. Yep. Uh, that is just the same set that uh, Gwen had been fingering her, her bullets. Pardon? <laughs> it was, it's, the, it's the entrance to the I definitely the haven't hub. seen that episode. It's, it's the entrance to the hub where that, that gear... Kirby's uh, trying as hard as the bore is also trying to make a cupboard You know he's going to ignore us. Maybe you will go for a wee. 
Gaz Turl says, Hi Adam, hope you're well and family. Thank you very much, Gaz. Yes, I am tired. Uh, right, then, where do we get up to? Um, so, yeah, the doctor's... Um, he thinks Donna's dead, by the way. I forgot to mention this. He's doing his flared nostrils um, and um, great big cow eye face. Um, where all his, friend, all his friends are sort of brought into the um, proceedings and <laughs> Davros does some maniacal laughing and screaming oh, yeah. as he thinks he's got a better... If I may say, Julian Bleach is fantastic. Of course in this. he is. He does reprise the role at some point as well. We won't talk about that in a moment. Spoilers. Uh, anyway, he was also so completely, he was a completely different character on Sarah Jane Adventures. It, it was very good in that too. Thank you. Anyway, um, yeah. So then the TARDIS appears, much to the shock of everyone. And another Doctor, and the one Doctor starts running and gets uh, zapped by Davros's finger. I thought it was going to kill him actually because it shot him in the chest. And then yes. Donna comes out and gets a, a, a good zapping. <laughs> but she comes out after the zapping, talking a bit like the Doctor. Almost like, it's almost like a Catherine Tate, Mickey take of the Doctor. But it works rather well. It was, wasn't it? Yes. yes. And um, everybody's a bit flummoxed by this. But uh, nevertheless, she does all these fancy things on the machine and gets the Daleks to do all her bidding and do silly things like twirling around a bit like the um there's a strange part of the first ever dalek episode wasn't there where the daleks all did weird sort of going around in circles and stuff like that and, and then the the uh capaldi's doctor does it again later it? on does he no spoilers there then dalek khan of course um says that uh all that he's been sort of misleading all the daleks because um he thinks daleks are bad and that upsets davros a bit and uh, then the um, human doctor destroys the whole of the Dalek fleet, which annoys um, the doctor and Davros, who says, you, I blame you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but they all get into the TARDIS and um, all the other planets apart from Earth, surprise, surprise, uh, are sent back to where they should go. Uh, and they all ha the, the doctor comes up with the idea of um, steering or towing the Earth back to back to the solar system. <laughs> Yes. Slightly yes. absurd, but uh, romantic at the same Slightly? time. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly. Um, it would have been better. Oh, just... that, poor, that poor goldfish in that goldfish bowl in yeah. Donna's house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How it, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so there's a bit of um, there's there's a scene where um, on the TARDIS where um, the Doctor sort of sees Gwen and Yanto and uh, asks Gwen if she's related to, or has a, a long-term Cardiff family. Just yeah. tying yeah. with the. Unquiet dead, and then Sarah Jane keeps on banging on about her son being 14. Um, but yeah, so what? yeah, no, she must say that. I don't know, she says it yeah. several times in the first episode and several times in this one. But they've got these, they've got the TARDIS base codes to work to try and send down to Mr. Smith, and unfortunately, that's too long a thing. But hey, click fingers, one of those <laughs> best parts of the show, K9 appears, and yay. <laughs> Uh, just a nice little cherry on the top of the cake for the superstar, um, you know, getting everybody together to do this episode. Yes, scenario. it's kind of cavalcade of stars here. And then a very nice music as the TARDIS completely absurdly tows Earth back to the solar system. <laughs> I love that music. I have it yeah. on my head. Yes. And every once in a while I'll turn it on. It's just so uplifting. To listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Completely agree. And everybody goes home apart from Donna, who starts going a bit funny, and the Doctor knows. Oh, part, oh yeah, we forgot to mention about this another stupid scene uh, on the beach where um, 
um, the the human doctor gets to stay with Rose and whispers something into her into her ear, which makes yeah. her kiss him. Um, yeah. Do you know what she says? She says, "I'm going to listen to the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast." <laughs> no, he says, "10 inch." Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so that's the, the final goodbye for the Doctor, as in the Time Lord version, but it, she gets to keep, temporarily maybe, the human version of the Doctor. And just after that, um, Donna starts going um, a bit Do funny, 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 uh, repeating words, and she's going to I die. I almost used that as my quote. She's going to die. Uh, so the We're all going to die. Her by wiping her mind and giving her back to Wilf and uh, her mum. And she cannot be told anything or uh, about her life with the Doctor, otherwise she will burn. Apart from that you scene in, up. apart from that scene in, um, you know, End of Time Part One or Two, or whatever it was, uh, where she does remember and sort of nearly explodes, and it's a bit of a failsafe. I don't know why it was explained away with one yes, line. Yes, it's explained because yeah. you know why? Why? It's a science fiction fantasy TV yeah. program. And. Um, yeah, and that's basically it. The Doctor goes covered in EastEnders rain uh, back to the TARDIS. Off he goes and just <laughs> just sulks. They do that in these BBC dramas at the end when it's a bit sad. Just dows everybody in EastEnders rain. Yeah, and that's, that's right. the end that's right. of the episode. Right, so obviously um, it's not quite as good as the first one. Obviously the first one had the best cliffhanger ever. Um, but it's great fun. It's a sort of ensemble. I think um, there's aspects of the story which obviously got r- rather large ho- holes in it, but are covered up by a, a gleaming cast of Doctor Who um, icons. Um, so because of that, it's really watchable and really good fun. And as a whole sort of film, if you want to put it to, two episodes together as a, a, a movie, it would work or does work, in fact, very well. Apart from you don't normally have cliffhangers in the middle of movies, but. Um, on the whole, it's um, it is a great aspect. Um, both episodes together as one is a great Doctor Who episode. So um, I will forgive its absurdities because it was being romantic and being romantic about itself, uh, and it did work on this occasion. Uh, you know, being it being romantic about itself and uh, very good fun. What did you think about it, Ben? It's silly, it's absurd, it's got more plot holes in it than there were Daleks <laughs> in the episode. But it was still absolutely fantastic. Just, uh, yeah, another brilliant episode. Um, as you said, not quite as good as uh, Stolen Earth, but it, together they just work brilliantly. This, uh, as we said, it's, it's plot hole-tastic, but it doesn't <laughs> matter because it's just so good. Yeah, the fact that the cast list at the beginning says starring, featuring, with, yeah. and also, you know, it, it's. It, <laughs> I mean, did you notice that when Noel Clark was on the screen, it had his name there, so Noel Clark, and his, his name was yeah. actually underneath them. I thought it's a bit odd. Um, just thought I'd say they that. Did just ma- they up. did manage to match a few faces with the names as they were showing on the screen. Yes. But it was, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great stuff, and it? it's classic who. It's classic new who. Uh, I should, should probably yeah. say. And, and it's, it's, it's as good as it got. Um, and as we all know, it's been on a Man United style, massive slippery slope to Crapton ever since. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, what they shouldn't have done is put David Moyes in charge. <laughs> That's really good and to go over there. He should never have taken charge of Man United either. <laughs> right. 
Is that it? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, Kirby, what did you think? Fantastic. Absolutely. And since since I get the chance to talk about this the way it should be as one entire story. No, no, you're only allowed to talk about uh, Journey's End. (laughs) Anything from Stolen Earth, Kirby, will be edited out post it. Kirby, we're going to cut off your microphone. (laughs) I wasn't on the last time. (laughs) That's nobody's fault but your own, sir. I just absolutely... What was I doing? I'm trying to remember. You were at the theatre watching... Watching the... Silent version of Ben Hur. That was it. I remember now. Anyway, this is just fantastic. I don't care about the plot holes. What? It's I Mr. Can... Pedantic doesn't care about Correct. the plot. <laughs> Correct. Because it is so fantastic. I love it. I'll sit down and watch it uh, at any time. I just want pure yeah. Doctor Who entertainment. Yeah. I don't right. care about the. Uh, towing of the earth because it's a science fiction fantasy TV program and it looked cool. Why have we never said that? It made, it showed the people who did not understand why the the TARDIS console is shaped that way, why the TARDIS console is shaped that way. Uh, What about all the hundreds of millions of people who don't care what type, what shape it is? Yeah, really. I never gave it a thought until the doctor (laughs) talked about it. I, I, remember reading about it when I was first acquainting myself with Doctor Who around 1979, so there. Uh, My only quibble with it is that they didn't put in the thing at the very end where the uh, real Doctor gives the half-Doctor a piece of the TARDIS to grow a new TARDIS. They filmed it, they didn't include it. I've seen that scene. Wasn't that included as, as an extra on the DVD? Extra. Yeah. It's a so, shame. Yeah, I agree. I, it, it makes sense because you grow them. Yeah. Well, what's the point of, of having him grow a new TARDIS? He's half human and he's going to age and he's yeah. going to die. And so, then it'll be used for, it'll be like a like a hardly used car, won't it, Mary? But being yeah, a science fiction like, fantasy yeah, TV, TV thing, he, he could maybe have a reverse chameleon arch and, and turn yes. himself into a Time Lord. Is a is a possibility to uh, have further adventures if they never approach? Who knows? Who knows? It may come up. Well, yes. Um, you know, you know the, the, I'll do, We'll discuss that in a minute when I talk they, about. They they discussed Tennant oh. possibly being in the uh, next story, I believe, or the anniversary story. Yes. And maybe he's the half doctor. Maybe he is. Anyway, have, have you have you finished yet, Kirby? Yes. Kirby. Uh, yes. Oh, you have. Sorry. That leads me to play this bit of music. Mary Bartlett Sloan. <laughs> Mary Bartlett Sloan. Has something happened that? <laughs> well, well, I have my quibbles with it, but I have to say it's it's such a huge emotional payoff that it, it's hard to dwell, you know, on any of the, the issues, as, as you all have said. Um, one question that crosses my mind when he, you know, he, he went into a regeneration at the end of the previous episode. And so it's like, oh, my God, what is going to happen? That really guaranteed a lot of audience, you know, tuning into this one. 
but then he doesn't uh, actually regenerate. And so I was wondering, what was the point? Was it just to give us a cliffhanger? <laughs> yes, yes. And he does regenerate, but he doesn't change. I think that's baseball. Yeah, yeah that's, that, okay. that counts as a regeneration. It does count, yes. Uh, so, yeah, so I was just wondering, you know, if, if outside of a great cliffhanger, you know, was there any point to this regeneration? A part uh, regeneration. <laughs> and the other thing that made me wonder, you know, while Davros is talking about, you know, the reality bomb and it's going to destroy everything, all of reality, the planets, everything. And all I could think of was, well, do you have any goals beyond destroying reality? <laughs> That's Davros for you. Nope. <laughs> Because uh, so I'm not being funny, but how I mean, is that different from Putin at the moment? Yeah. What's he trying to? Very yeah. good, yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah, like, like so, Putin, yeah, he just wants to destroy everything. Yeah. It doesn't look too dissimilar to to Davros. You can imagine if he had a nasty yeah. accident. Yeah. He could... I would no, seriously. As I was watching this episode, I was uh, sorry for interrupting you, Mary. Okay. Um, but for, yeah, when I was watching the episode, I was thinking there are striking similarities, yeah. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not just facially between Putin and Davros, but also yeah. the way they act. But yeah, I mean, it, like, like, what's what's the end goal? Because if you're destroying everything, that's going to destroy your Daleks. It's going to destroy you. It's yes. going to destroy everything. But so, then he's won. Yeah. Yeah. In, in both instances. As, as he evaporates. He's into, very like the master, isn't he? In, into atoms, into nothingness. I guess he's going to give another maniacal laugh. And then mm. you know, he, he's he's won. You're right. Yeah. Um, so those are my two quibbles. You know, what the point of the rate regeneration was and mm. what comes after destruction of all reality mm. um but i have another to say reality yeah <laughs> another reality. Uh, virtual reality parallel reality i don't know but um yeah that might be his backup plan he's gonna <laughs> travel into a, a multiverse destruction plan. i think that would be the next thing wouldn't it it can start all over mm. again yeah um but uh, outside of that i i have to say you no know, the cavalcade of stars everybody who was a companion in this season seasons and not only that but also people from previous um stories in the seasons that died you know to visit all of them so it's like everybody gets a curtain call <laughs> it's yeah. like you know the whole cast is coming out and bowing and bowing um and celebrating and of course we all know about the great song that was recorded uh, uh, let's do it uh, uh, let's do it i would walk a thousand miles or whatever the 500 miles yeah, oh, that's that one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they all had such a good time, you know, with that. That uh, for Davies, it was—he's it, good at characters and emotional, you know, wrenching of people and that. So we got it all. We yeah. got it all. So then it makes the the subsequent specials makes me wonder. It's like, whoa! I thought we wrapped everything up, and so mm. what? Continuing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, in in a sporting term there, Mary. I think what you're saying is. They left everything out on the field. They did. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All of reality just got celebrated and now we have nothing except, nope, we have four more stories. <laughs> That's a very interesting point you make there, Mary, actually, because wouldn't it have been better, <clears throat> excuse me, if um, that had have been it? You know, I mean, as good as um, the end of time one and two are. Yeah. The, this, it would have the, been a great send off and, and close the book on this uh, this doctor and these yeah, it's kind of like a like a, a never-ending status quo farewell tour. It just <laughs> kind of like just goes on and on and on. And uh -huh, uh -huh. as as much as we all love Tenant, and you know this, the the next well, the waters of Mars is a bit ropey, and the only good thing about that one with the bus is the one from EastEnders. Yeah, yeah. See, and those people don't get the send-off that everybody got from the yeah. 
What about seasons. the one from the MCU that's in it as well? There's a, there's a, isn't there? There's an actor from the MCU in, in the that story. Is there? Uh, anyway. yeah. we'll come to yeah. that. We'll come to that later. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's weird that they then did that and then they re said goodbye again to everyone. Yes. <laughs> in a much worse fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was like, yeah, oh, have we not? I'm having a deja vu here. Yeah. Like, you not, know, we're all done. No, we're not done. Uh, yeah, and he gets to say, "I don't want to go." Well, yeah, that was obvious. <laughs> well, you've done three extra episodes, mate. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the uh, "I don't want to go" yeah. uh, line is that RTD wrote that nearly well over a year before it was used, and also he knew that was gonna. He knew that was gonna be the doctor's last words but yeah. it's also a massive lie because he did want to go because he quit he yeah he didn't know he could have carried on yeah. so you know don't try and kid us david tenant we know so anyway is, is that it mary yeah that's yeah, it. i think it right there and i'm going to talk about legends of the sea devils briefly now um i was to personally i mean it was okay it was okay as ben would say it was okay i was a bit sort of I wouldn't say disappointed. No, I, I, it did look pretty, and there was, but it was very cheesy. Um, the TC Devils looked great, uh, or even but even looking great, they still looked sort of a bit absurd and out of date. Uh, it, it really was a sort of try and get the fans back on side, in my view, having the Sea Devils in it. Um, and yeah, I just and all this sort of love thing between Yaz and the Doctor again we've, we've already had that in Doctor oh, Who yeah. I think yes okay companions fall in love with the Doctor I don't like the, the hint the Doctor sort of is falling in love with Yaz because it, yeah. she is not the sort of person the Doctor would fall in love with um, I think the Doctor would have great affection for her but not a fall in love with and the mm. only thing that's stopping her from doing anything is the fact that she, she will outlive her and all that thing we've always already heard before and all that malarkey um, I was really bored by that, and you could, I did post a TikTok of Isabella and Deb fast yes. asleep halfway yeah. through the episode. <laughs> now, funny. if the people are falling asleep during it, and I was actually struggling to keep my eyes open, for me, it, it sort of, although it was okay, it was not that good, not good enough for for a, a Doctor Who fan to to like, and the which moves me on to the 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 very exciting trailer for which I think is yeah, not going to be exciting. I don't yeah. think it's going to yeah. be. I think the episode itself, judging by Chibnall's sort of past, is not going to be as exciting as its trailer. Now the right. bit. The bit at the end where you see the Doctor apparently regenerating from the lines leading up to that, the Doctor is being disintegrated, not regenerated. And this brings me then on to the, the talk of Tennant. Um, and I think that the Tennant Doctor is going to be sent to save the 13th Doctor from completely dis being disintegrated, therefore rescuing her into a regeneration later on after the, 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 the specials that are supposed to be happening before the next RTD series. So I don't think by any uh, shape or form it is what people think it's going to be. Because if you look very closely at the clip, it's she's not she's almost like fading away she's not regenerating i may be wrong i just don't think it's a regeneration i think it's a disintegration the master says in those clips this you're going to die and that's what they nearly did to the doctor in the um the, the fifth doctor story when he was just about to get done in do you remember um one with omega in it or uh, by homage to debbie melrose omega um, just saying, that's what oh, yeah. I think. But I, I just thought it was a bit. Anybody else watch the episode that wants to wants to speak about it? Yeah. No. 
No, I didn't watch the episode at all, but because uh, I don't care, because the whole Yaz and Doctor thing just makes me not want to watch it at all, as well yeah. as the Doctor not being uh, who who he should be. Um, but I did. Uh, I was quite excited by the trailer at the end. But, ooh, ooh, who are those two old birds? I wonder. Um, I oh yeah, that's it. good. That what I forgot oh. to mention about that, Ben. I was really excited to see um, those two old birds, as you say. I did uh, not back in spot Tegan until I, I oh, saw. Oh. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognise her. I did. Not, not, not at all. I was like, oh, well, I've got Ace, but who's her mate? You know, he was like that until someone said to me, oh, that's um, Tegan. I was like, no. Um, and just <laughs> on your uh, point of uh, regeneration or or something else, I've, um, I did see the trailer and I just called it up again because I wasn't 100% sure what you're talking about. It looks like a regeneration. So that's uh, fine. I think she, uh, well, we'll see when we will see uh, when the anniversary no, no. special comes out. No, no. I've just given the final word. Hmm. Is that it? Oh, thank you. Kirby, that's a chat, wasn't it? Kirby, what did you think? It was your average subpar Doctor Who episode ah. created by Chibnall. Chub- and subpar. A lot of them. A lot of them. And uh, he deserves to... Be, go. He deserves to go. I mean, it looked Chibnall pretty... Chibnall out. It looked pretty. <laughs> it, it's... Uh, I liked the I liked parts of it parts of it made no sense and uh, I didn't like saying that they were I didn't like saying a science fiction fantasy TV program it simply made no sense Uh, (laughs) just rubbish (laughs) it's rubbish yeah I saw it I'll see it again when we actually do it and that's about it it's not it's not like Stolen Earth Journey's in, where I'll go back and gladly rewatch multiple times. I don't plan to watch that one again until we review it. I'm full. so glad I didn't waste my time. <laughs> That's a good thing about it. This didn't waste my time. If you lot said it was all right, I might have watched it now. No <laughs> all right. That's what I said. It was all right, but it just it was a bit, you know, right. disappointing. That's all. So, it was yes, all right. I'm done. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was disappointing. Um, it was for me as an adult, but I was as I was watching it, I was thinking, you know, this looks like a throwback to the original plan for Doctor Who, which was aimed at yeah, children. I got um, that too, Mary. I got that too. It was very childish. I agree. Like 8 to 12. Mm. And it was very cartoonish. It was yeah. very simplistic. Um, and I'm thinking, well, if, if it is aimed at this young audience, as it originally was, then it probably is a success. But I'd like to hear, you know, from young people. I, that's why I wish Debbie was on the show. I wish that because I'd like to hear what Isla had to say. But, um, you know, for me, isn't it? The, the thing is, although it was an, a, a show aimed for the kids that either in the lines or the costuming, um, it would pull in the adults, too. Because it, there, it was like being done at two levels. Because but it this, was good storytelling, Mary. That's why. Yeah, if it's a good story, you know, or the or the female companions are dressed a certain way or whatever. Yes. The adults were there. <laughs> they were focused on you know Doctor Who, and that's is its popularity. But this particular episode, it just seemed like, well, this is just for kids. I don't hear anything or see anything that would intrigue me as an adult. So that was my impression of it. Thank you very much. Right then, now going back to the live feed, Lillian Robbins says it's great, but she was in fact talking about um, Journey's End, not about the, the Doctor Who story. Um, <laughs> I Alan, hope so. 
Alan T. Butcher says, I think Adam is definitely correct that he may well be wrong. Uh, Ian Kirk <laughs> says, my set-top box decided to shut down to do an update during the Easter Doctor Who story. Perhaps it hates Chibnall. There we go. I'm right. Kirby. Try, try the eye player. <laughs> yeah. Kirby. In, in this new episode, yeah. there's oh. nothing really scary, if you notice. And I think that's why we were all so bored, because there's nothing really scary in it. No. Um, Kirby. Yes. Um, Journeys. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, feedback that you um, oh, you uh, okay. requested. Okay. Let me get there. I've got how many tabs open here? Uh, okay, so we can edit. We're not. <laughs> and let me refresh. Oh, for God's sake! You must have known this <laughs> was know, coming. They, they, Every single you have episode. To refresh when you do that, because who knows? Someone could have commented while we've been nattering <sighs> on for forty-five minutes. Could have done. Mm. All right, so uh, mm. I. You no, it's not a whole lot at all. <laughs> Um, which is incredible because it's such a good episode. Yeah, where, where is everyone? There's three comments, two of which there's no point in saying anything. Where <laughs> are you? Where are no, you? I'm, I'm intrigued <laughs> on Neil James's. Neil about, James. Yes, please. Neil Thank James you. says, Journey's in. I'm sorry, but the wrap-up to the cliffhanger still really annoys me. <laughs> I was fuming at the time it aired, and I still am on every rewatch. I wish they had had the spunk to really follow it through and see out the season with a new Doctor. Series, Ooh. yeah, oh, yeah. it, it would have been controversial. Been, it just felt like a little wrap up, you know. So why continue? That would have been, been spectacular. But they it would have been. It, it would have been something that would still talk about. The people would talk about even today on podcasts. I think well, the reason why going. is because Russell T. Davis has already written the 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 next Doctor story, and that was quite a good little teaser again for the possibility that you know, there might be a new yeah, Doctor. A lot of this is is discussed in the follow-up to his book where that he wrote with uh, the Doctor Who magazine guy, Ben Cook. Anyway, uh, fun to see Jackie and Mickey arrive to join the crowd, and I like the German-speaking dialects. Davros continues to be brilliantly performed. Other than that, I find it all a bit too frantic, and much like the previous season's two-part finale, the second episode just doesn't fly as high as the first. Rose's ending is boring. Donna's is truly heartbreaking. Bring on the specials. Two stars out of five. <laughs> and I posted uh, Journey's End original ending, which has the Cybermen coming in. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, oh, hey, you like? Oh, what? I like I like that episode. The ending that Kirby posted. The the uh, the where yeah, but someone pointed out as they were filming it, it's it's in the book, by the way. Uh, that... Can you back off the mic a bit there? It's a little bit loud. At no, it no wasn't. point in the next Doctor, do the Cybermen go into the TARDIS? Well, and and also, obviously. How does that then scan into the next episode if two Cybermen pop up behind him and the next thing we know he's on the... Is it the Waters of Mars next? Next episode is the next, next Doctor. Next Doctor. Oh, it's right. next Doctor. Which is a yeah. Cyberman story. With friend of yeah. the show, Valile oh, Shabalala. You've met her, haven't you, Ben? Well, she's met me. She's lovely. She's actually. absolutely she's, adorable. She's, yeah, absolutely. She was just 
that my jo- joint favourite person I met, <laughs> so, I, I, along, alongside Mar- Martin Valentine. I rather just, unwisely, um, when I went down to have a conversation with her after Fantasy Con One, because uh, um, she needed some money to get back home. Well, I don't know. She meant, anyway, I had to go and give her some money, and we had a, a rather long conversation with me sat in the car and her stood outside by the the eating area at the fountain and um i perhaps should have got out the car and then uh, when i said goodbye to her could have given her a cuddle which i would have quite enjoyed you per- um, the, uh, the other one who was nice was the uh, was the bloke from um um harry potter i can't remember his name um the bloke who did the uh, mma fighting as well he was a real oh nice yeah josh herdman josh josh yes. yeah he was really yeah he, was, yeah, quite nice. he, he wasn't prepared to actually do any work to get get money for, to cover his guarantee but he's a very <laughs> nice man he there you was go. A lovely bloke. That essentially is it on your uh, little end of uh, feedback, isn't it, uh, Kobe? Yes. Yep. Yep. So that's all right. Don't worry. Andy Nunny has come up trumps with his previous message sent several weeks ago, and he has this <laughs> to say about Journey's End. That's well, hello again to any megabytes. I've travelled in time because, of course, it's now a week later, though it's actually not. It's even probably not even a minute later. And during the time it took to download this, I finish off my cup of tea. Um, and so again, yesterday, which is three weeks in the past now, I watched Journey's End. And this, if RTD is going to be this good, then the future is bright. Because he pulls all these strands together, not just from the first episode, but from other stories in the past. You know, there's so much self-reference here. I was just at the very end when Davos is saying, you know, look at the number of people who died for you. And this, you know, really makes me not think I'll come on to that later. But this is RTD's best, pulling strands together. But we start off with the, the regeneration that isn't, when the Doctor regenerates into himself, which is bizarre. But, uh, you know, again, it's self-referential. That's what the hand was all for. Um and so I think everyone's a bit surprised, you know, hang on a minute, you've regenerated but yourself, the only one who doesn't really understand it is Donna, because she has never heard of this and doesn't understand it at all. Of course, Jack sees, knows the Doctor in other forms. Uh, there's uh, Rose who's actually seen it happen. But here we are, you know, you're the same. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I didn't want to go again. That's a throw forward to what's going to be know he's coming. Oh dear, can you storm again and scream for mommy? He's already thrown his mouth, spit his milk of his cereal all over the kitchen floor while he's having a shave. <laughs> Not the kitchen, but sorry, I'm, I'm digressing completely. Yes, you are. But here we go, and we find out what this is all about. There's 27 planets, and basically Davros has gone completely bonkers. He's totally insane, and he wants to destroy the entire reality. You know, it's he's gone, and yet. Presumably the Daleks are somehow going to survive all this, otherwise we wouldn't make it happen. And then you've got Dalek Khan, who is, again, wonderfully played, isn't it, with that cackling voice, you know, basically being a soothsayer. But again, picking up things in the past, picking up points, bringing it all together. And this, this becomes such a tight story because all these solutions get knitted together and it all comes together, it all makes sense. And we get the second Doctor. So it's, um, you know, is this a multi-Doctor story? You know, I suppose you could class it that because, you know, it is more than one Doctor, although it's the same yes. Doctor, which is... A, I don't know if I've never seen that discussed before, so uh, I don't know whether you're going to think about that. You might probably just get of course, I don't know, because it's a three to the future. And we get the Doctor Donna, and this is Catherine Tate, probably the best she's ever been in Doctor Who, because she's got the mannerisms that she has before, she's got the mannerisms of the Doctor, and she pulls them all together. She is absolutely brilliant. And I think, again, this just shows some of the casting decisions made. I mean, she's like, you know, when Billy Piper, oh, God, well, Billy Piper, she's a pop-up, 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 she's a p
Yes, she is. Catherine Tay, she's just a stand-up comedian. Blimey, she is a really, really good actor. And she really, you know, she acts a socks off here. And she dominates that, fi that final scene, you know, when she's taken over, when she's got the doctors doing everything. We're sending all the planets back. And, of course, the last one that isn't going back is the Earth. Hmm. And then we get the thing where the duplicate doctor, the half-human doctor, destroys the Daleks. And his doppelgangers are the half ain't very happy about it. Because he understands, you know, you know, what he's become, but it's not what he's become, it's what the other Doctor become. So again, it's, it's, it's so good, because he's, he's a parallel Doctor, but with a parallel personality, and perhaps hasn't got the same, I want to call it integrity, it's not quite the right word, but a human Doctor. But anyway, they tow the Earth back, and everyone's cheering it together. They managed to get a, a load of fireworks up really quickly, didn't they? You know, obviously there's a probably New Year celebrations, the footage they've used. They managed to organise that really quickly, didn't they? Uh, and then we get the Doctor being put in his place by uh, Donna's mother, who never, can never, ever remember. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it just shows people just don't trust him, because Martha's mum was the same. Uh, Jackie Tyler was the same. I think Jackie Tyler still doesn't. And so the, the you know, you get that and you get a send off and Wolf comes out. Wolf knows. Wolf understands. And he understands that he, he can never, ever tell Donna what she's done. But, you know, he knows, you know, at least there's somebody there who said, I'll keep thinking of you. And he can, you know, he, he knows what the doctor I think he understands that being a military man, what the doctor's gone through. And then we got the final scene with the doctors going and the half human doctor staying with Rose. So we've got a doctor who's going to grow old with her, which the other doctor can't. And again, it, it's, it's something that really does make you... It, Pulls at the heartstrings, doesn't it? And again, this is this RTD writing so well. So I think this it's it's an absolute belter of the two-part story. There's so much going on, yet you don't get lost in it because everything ties together. The Daleks are brilliant. Davros, I said, it was so menacing. Dalek calm, and overall, yeah, it was a cracker. Anyway, it'll be about four weeks before I get to do any more writing now. Be seeing you. Uh, that's Andy Nunny, everybody. Thank you, Andy. Awesome. Right. So let's see what's coming through on the live feed before we uh, move on to some more feedback. Uh, Mary will be next. She has something to read out. We've got Alan T. Butcher says the legend of the sea devils was definitely at least 13 minutes too short as they didn't really have time to pull, put over the most important things about the sea devils. Um, Neil James <laughs> says I'm I made a mistake. And then he says three out of five. So, of course, obviously on his uh, his <laughs> feedback, he put down two out of five. Uh, and then he said, I'm editing it now. And then he said, sorry, not really good enough, Neil, to be fair. Uh, Linux says, oh, Laurie Nix, my goodness. Oh, yay. I'm just ringing Laurie Nix's bell. Um, and yeah. sneaking in Hello, and Laurie. sneaking love to you all. Canine for the win. And then uh, Lillian Robin said, I was referring to Journey's End as great. The Sea Devil stories was meh. <laughs> so, Mary, you have okay. something. We have this from Linda and Terry Miles. Who me and Debbie met the other week in Cows. And they're absolutely Are they related lovely. to you? Hey? No, they must be related to you. you. You only meet people or talk about people who you're related to. They might be. I might have to sure investigate that one. Some distant ancestry. Okay. Uh, so they write, <clears throat> well, RTD has now got all of his toys out. Those who left out last episode have now appeared. Most people on Earth have decided to run riot. Davros and the Emperor Dalek want to wipe out the universe and all the other multiverses. No change there, then. Dalek Khan is still totally gaga, 
But Davros is madder than the Mad Hatter. He does a brilliant impression of Hitler. There's that hand in a jar we saw in the stolen earth. All that energy going into it might cause a problem. Oh, it's grown a doctor. He was naked, looked like Donna, enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> when Jack talked about the two doctors and Donna and said, quotes, three doctors, I can't tell you what I'm thinking right now, end quotes, what did he mean? Oh, I understand. Stop it. Okay, great to see all the Daleks blow up. Perhaps they will stay dead now. Sorry I get fed up with them. We should have new enemies, not old ones, churned out again and again. We enjoyed this one with all the old companions. We can't wait for the next episode. Stay safe and well, everybody. Linda and Terry Miles. No way. Thank you very much, Linda and Terry Miles. Um, well, there's one more. No, actually, there's two more left because I nearly forgot uh, to do this. <laughs> Hello, 20 Megabyte Podcast, this is Ian Kirk. Hello, Ian. Hello, Ian. Journey's End by Russell T. Davis. A big finale to RTD's era, except it would turn out that the BBC want a year of specials. Almost everybody's back to take a bow in a story that feels like an anniversary special. <laughs> Davros is back and has the cheek to suggest that the Doctor has a dark side. When the Earth was stolen, it seems like the moon was left behind. The TARDIS holds the Earth back to where it was, but how does it get the moon to orbit it? Does it just happen <laughs> because it is an egg? Excellent or because point. it is a fantasy science fiction it TV program? <laughs> the Torchwood crew don't get much to do. They are just there because RTD wanted them on screen, but could not think of what to do with them. Donna's story arc turns out to be a circle. To save her life, the Doctor has to wipe her memory and turn her from a near Time Lord into the annoying character she was in The Runaway Bride. Yes. Mm-hmm. Rose gets her very own clone of the Doctor. He gets a bit of TARDIS clone coral, so after she passes away, he can go travel the universe, yeah. like Jenny in The Doctor's Daughter. Uh-huh. Now RTD is coming back, Perhaps the 14th Doctor will meet Rose in Ten and a Half, yeah. as he always brings back his characters. Yeah. I have watched The Bubble, a comedy film with an ensemble cast including Karen Gillan. Oh, yes, I forgot to watch that one. I found almost yeah. half the scenes to be funny. <laughs> Karen is very good. It is the first film about Covid. The company is trying to make the sixth in an action film series by filming in a large English hotel. Two self-isolation periods drive the actors crazy, and they eventually try to escape. Wotan, what was the Southampton score? 2-2. Two, two. Brighton and Hove Albion and Southampton drew 2-2. Two, two. Oh, I just Back told you out. that. Yeah, thank you for that. And... Ben Shoveler. Reading! Oh, Anity Butcher. The, oh, the exciting Ben Shoveler. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yeah, well, at least Mary. you got my name right. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Um, oh, I'm Alan T. Booth. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do find this very, very amusing. 
The Three-ish Doctors rebooted, sort of, or Davros is, in reality, the bomb. Get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the whole thing like that, quite seriously. I'd, I'd laugh the whole way through that stuff. So I won't. Dear 20 Megabytes, Journey's End is, of course, a closely studied and precedent warning of the dangers to, to democracy if a sufficient egotist, uh, egotist is allowed to take power and subsume all structures and efforts to serve only their own interests. I think the Labour councillor might be doing a bit of politics here. <laughs> yeah, tell him off, Ben. I think you're right. No, no. He's allowed to write what he likes. Mm. <clears throat> we are in a democracy. It points... Uh, yes, I've got to that point. Haven't I? It well, points to the fact. Collective. <laughs> that's, that's very, <laughs> very true. It points to the fact that where such power and its prolongation is sought for its own sake and without conscience by a leader, then the total undermining of e and even destruction of that democracy becomes an option simply to secure a short continuation of that person's control. Of course, the situation can always be remedied by collective struggles to restore an accountable form of control and hard work together to be re uh, to rebuild and restore what is damaged and displaced. Also, whilst an organised force like the Daleks could have intervened much earlier, as they lost confidence in such a Davros slash Boris type figure. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's he got against Boris Becker? <laughs> Love it. A type figure, then they cannot, with their malign mentality, be expected to be strong enough to do so, even when their long term interests are also being disregarded. I giggle because I have both pairs of glasses on. One of them is clean, one of them is dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't look at which one's which. <laughs> Adam, I need you. Uh, Kirby, I need you. It should be noted that whilst that towing the earth from its that was the best one we've ever done, wasn't it? That was a cracker. Uh, that towing the earth back from its detention by the Daleks back to the solar system would have a cataclysmic effect, which would disrupt all life on Earth to the extent of an inevitable extinction. In fact, Doctor Who is a for God's sake! Science fantasy TV program. Jeez. Jeez, seriously, one job. <laughs> uh, in which such details can be ironed out by assumed Gallifreyan technology fixes off screen. We also learn that a Time Lord brain is bigger on the inside than a human brain is, which is presumably why the off that they offload. He's, unfortunately, there's a typo here, which I'm not going to draw attention to. <laughs> Which is presumably why they offload some of it into a pocket watch when they transform themselves into a human. All in all, Journey's End is a summit of the ever greater threat that it has built up over the last few seasons. Series. Series, <laughs> Adam. And whilst the resolution is a bit too easy and straightforward, they're all oh, straightforward. I went all West Country there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a bit too easy and straightforward. There is so much greatness in this episode <laughs> that it carries the enormity of the situation and doesn't give you a moment to rest and question what is going on. The huge... I went from West Country to Norwich there. I do apologise. <laughs> the huge uh, guest cast here shine in all their glory reflected from the brilliant and likeable Doctor they have the privilege to ver verinate. 
venerate you mean the story is perhaps two episodes too short as it clearly needed a couple of episodes before it to set up this climax next up doctor who and the next up doctor <laughs> who or cyber king versus dr mcdonald those are my thoughts alan t very 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 good alan <laughs> anyway where do we get up to I think, um, I think that was alan i'm not sure uh <laughs> but there you go andy nunny says i need to plan viewing of the next episode as this week is gonna be busy with a lot of rugby friday watching saturday playing well careful andy so when are you recording next? Two weeks time, Andy. Two weeks time. Are we not on next week again? God, you I've are got awful filming to do. In, I've, I've, got to, I've got to go to that horrible, godforsaken place, Portsmouth, to do filming. Oh, have yeah. you? Yes. Oh man, I used to work there. Have you had your jabs? No, but I intend fully to get them. Uh, yeah, Alan T. Butcher really said that good. Becker is awful. Right, let's move us on to a, a special feature this week, uh, which, which I dreamt up all by myself. Where um, did you nick it from? Pardon? What did I nick it from? Oh, because I was just browsing random stuff on the internet, and it's I got nothing to do <laughs> what, with what you're thinking. Was Debbie out? Was she? Um, she may have been, but that's that's irrelevant, right? Uh, oh, well, so, you'd lock the door. <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> you are, I'm an incognito. Browser. I need some music. Where is it gone? Might not even be in my. Uh... Oh, it, no. That's, hang on. Just talk amongst yourself for a bit. Oh, no, here it is. Right then. So, I've come up with this one-off, this one-off special of the top nine contributors to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast Facebook group, which you can join, but you've got to understand it's going to be a private group in three days' time. Private, private, private. And here we go. In number nine, or should I say in ninth place, it's Robert Vence Jr., who apparently joined 11 years ago. Uh, in number eight uh, is Ian Kirk, who joined 10 years ago. I'm surprised that he joined less period of time than, than Robert did. Number seven, Lillian Robin, who joined four years ago. Number six, Brandon Moore, who joined 10 years ago. These are people who have contributed the most to the group over the, this period of time. Number five. Andy Nunny, who joined 11 years ago. Number four, Matthew Kressel, who joined nine years ago. And number three, he was on the show today, Terry Miles, who's so dedicated to the podcast, he actually came to the Isle of Wight to see me personally, and I met Debbie just on the side of it. Oh, number three, yes, that. Terry Miles. Number two, almost star of the show, Alan T. Butcher. <laughs> yeah. And number one. Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Who joined 11 years ago. Imagine that. I'm very, very disappointed. Of course, you can understand why that's just a one off feature. Yeah, well, because you've done it now, and it probably won't change too much. There's <laughs> <laughs> like 20,000 uh, subscriptions a week to what we do, which there isn't. Then, um, you know, 
you'll probably find it will be the same. Do it next week. See no, I'm not going to do it next week. <laughs> talking of... It hasn't. And right then, so... We move on to our next feature. Ben Shoveler and his quiz. Oh, Master. well, yeah. Oh, what now, Kirby? Seeing that I do the request for feedback every week, I think that's why I'm number one there. No, it's not, actually, no. Carry on. Oh, it so says right, at the top here. Is stuff that I, put, that I post to? Right. Let me see. Can I say what it says at the top? Sorry, Ben. This is Kirby's fault. It says top contributors. Um, and it says date range does not apply to top contributors. Data shown is always from the last 28 days. Oh, maybe we could do it once a month. All right, then. Um, sorry, Ben. Um, you have a, 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 a competition. I'm just sorting things out. I'm, uh, it's oh. not a competition because that would, in, uh, would uh, suggest there's a prize. <laughs> God, no way prize. Okay, I can do some other statistics from the 20 no, megabytes. I'm, I'm ready to go if uh, uh, everyone's ready. Oh, I'm ready, yes. Just a general good feeling <clears throat> is our prize. Mm. That, that's it. That's, that is the prize, Mary. And, uh, you know, as I do say in a minute, well, you'll hear what I say in a minute because I'll say it. But, um, you know, it's at the end of the series, the prizes aren't given out. So, right. So if I press that and do that, then I might be able to get. Oh, what? And now, live from the Indie Rock Disco Radio Studio One, the game show nobody's talking about. This is How Aged Are They? How aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? That's what the game's about. How aged are they? How aged are they? How aged are they? Get ready to find out. <laughs> what has this show stooped to? What, what are the levels like? Is that loud enough or too loud? <laughs> I don't know. Carry on. Why is it too loud? What, what, can you hear um, the music? It was right? fine. It was fine. I'm, I'm not. Right. Hello and welcome to How Aged Are They, the Doctor Who actor who's recently had a birthday aged guessing quiz, currently featuring on the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. The rules are simple, there are three rounds, and every round I'll give you one Doctor Who actor. They could be from Classic or New Who, but they've recently celebrated a birthday. The contestants have to try and guess the actor's age, and to score as few points as possible. If they guess the actor's age correctly, and get an exact answer, no points are added to their score. If they guess one year away, they get one point, two years, etc, etc, etc. At the end of the three rounds, the points are added up. The winner is the person with the lowest score. To ensure fair play, there are rules which we're not going to go through again because everyone knows them. They're just called the Kirby rules because he doesn't like playing very often. But before we play, <laughs> how aged are they? We'd better meet this week's contestants. First up is Adam. And now, hold on. Oh, God. I wrote some go. of these last week and I did some a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't do some others, did I? Mm. Who was here a couple of weeks ago? Mary was. Me. I was here. You were here. Mm. Uh, right. So uh, Kirby wasn't, though. Okay, so. <laughs> First up is Kirby Bartlett Swallow, the strict vegan who only eats meat when he feels like it, but definitely only the dead stuff. Kirby can be often seen rummaging around the crop fields of America looking for carrots, potatoes and mangoes. Good luck with that, Kirby. <laughs> Adam, 72, collects random strangers' earwax in the hope that one day he'll have enough for a candle. Adam is also in charge of the seaweed placement on all the beaches on the island of White. Great job, Adam. And finally, Mary. Did I, were, you, were you here last time, Mary? Did you I think Mary was here. It was me, you and Mary, wasn't it? That means Mary can no, have I this do. one. And finally, just Mary, woken up Mary. 37, and slightly deaf in both feet, which is a bigger problem in the winter months when she's wearing big socks. Uh, big socks? Big socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary is also a keen mechanic. 
who once used only sellotape, prick stick and bubble wrap, almost entirely restored a space shuttle. It didn't fly. And those are today's contestants on How Aged Are They? Yay! <laughs> I actually completely hit the bed there. Did you see that? It finished as I did. That was good. Anyway, so we've got three... Uh, um, Doctor Who people this week and they've all recently had a birthday and you have to work out what that person's age is. Yeah, I think we've established that. Yes. As he quickly writes down the <laughs> chart for score. Right. So the first person is Emma Emma Handy. Emma Handy. Uh, she played Mother in The Lie of the Land, which I believe was a Doctor Who episode. Uh Horrible, horrible episode. It was a Peter Carpaldi episode, if, I, uh, if I'm correct. Uh, so Emma Handy was the mother in the Light of the Land, born on the 24th of March. <laughs> that's that's the day we're recording this. But what year was she born, and how aged is Emma Handy, Adam? Fifty. Uh, Mary. Hmm, sixty-five. And Kirby. Fifty-six. Lovely. Oh, he's uh, doing the Kirby rules coming to play there, isn't it, Ben? No, no, yet. No, yeah, no, no. There's no okay. Kirby rules. Been. Uh, we don't have to take one pot, a team from one pot, and not allow them to go uh, into that okay. group because of a regional similarity. <laughs> uh, number two is Christine Kavanagh. That's Christine Kavanagh. She played Aram or Aram or Aram in Time Lash, which I believe was a Doctor Who episode. Uh, she was also born. On the 24th of March. This is not, this is like I've done research for today's episode and literally not just done it as we were listening to Terry uh, and Linda Mars's uh, <laughs> <laughs> feedback. Um, luckily, I found three really quickly. So, Christine Kavanagh played RM in Time Lash, born on the 24th of March. But how aged are they, Mary? You realize that we are in April? Oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Mary, I'm doing okay. this a month late. <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. Of course, I realised I'd done it a month too late. Yes, yeah, that's that. The problem is when things are pre-recorded like this quiz, sometimes they go out at the wrong time. You see. Yes, they do. This entire quiz is pre-recorded, and so it just it's <laughs> dependent on when Adam puts it into the podcast. And if he puts it in the wrong episode, it will make me sound like a fool. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll guess she's 85. Uh, she won't thank you. Uh, Kirby! <laughs> <laughs> 72. Okay, you won't be her friend either. Adam! Oh, 64. Okay, and finally, contestant, no, no, not contestant, uh, actor number three is, ah, it's Mark Warren. Oh, we all know Mark Warren, don't we? Who did Mark Warren play? Adam? No, he didn't play Adam. Uh, who did he play? Adam? question mark can't remember mark warren okay uh kirby you must know mark warren the, the name is familiar <laughs> Ma mary <laughs> save them mary i have no idea <laughs> he was elton pope in love and monsters oh, oh. Uh, yeah. oh now you know yes now you know well he was born almost an entire many years and a month ago on the 20th of march um so you realize it's april <laughs> no 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 no. we're recording this in march kirby we've just established that 
this this is all. Let me pop into my TARDIS. No, no, no. This is all down to Adam putting it in the wrong episode. I'm, I'm entirely convinced. It's nothing right. to do with with me. Uh, but Mark Warren, uh, born on the 20th of March. But how aged are they, Mr. Bartlett Slope? Uh, 53. Uh, Mr. Pearson. It's annoying. I was going to say 51, but I'm going to stick with 51. I'll, I'll allow that because you're not a Kirby. And <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Mary. Um, I'll say 48. I'll say 48. Okay, well, that's the end of round one of How Aged Are They? We'll now do something else for a couple of minutes while we pre-record the results, which Adam will play out in the wrong episode shortly. Yay! Well, before we move on to Doctor Who news, uh, I would like to see if anyone's said anything on the uh, feed. Um, Alan T. Butcher says, Kirby is right. Sorry, my audience was a bit late. Yeah, right. Alan T. Butcher says, Kirby is right. He should be set aside, and the second-place person should be the top of the contributors, meaning him, obviously. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Might be. um, You never know. I agree. Do that feature again at some point. Doctor Who news. Well, before we do Doctor Who news... Uh, the FantasyCon news. So FantasyCon uh, is progressing. Uh, we have announced a couple of guests since we last did the show. Um, one it's of which is popping he... up on the uh, Facebook group that he, which you can join. Yeah, Hebe Beardsall, who uh, is the face of Ariana Dumbledore in um, the uh, Deathly Harrows Hallows too, and uh, obviously Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, she's also in a forthcoming series on Netflix called The Witcher Beginnings or something like that. Um, uh, we already mentioned that, that Joseph Milson, who was uh, uh, Maria's dad in Sarah Jane Adventures, he's been in loads of things. But he was also in the most recent episode of Moon Knight, uh, a Marvel uh, series, which is absolutely fab. He was in episode four, uh, very briefly. But at least he was in it, and he had lines, and he was great. So it's great to have them coming along to the convention. And we've got, so obviously things like vr and stuff like that and there's other things to be announced soon uh, running out of space for guests because it's not as big a venue as uh, as the previous ones we've got to be a bit careful uh, how many people we have uh, not just for that but for monetary reasons but it's all coming together nicely and very excited we are too and uh, that, that concludes fantasy con news for the moment uh, moving on we have what was that that was me turning over my uh, my notepad. It sounded like you were throwing something in the wastebasket on, on a map. No, no, I, I was just flicking back a page or two to find the last time's scores so I could add up the uh, <laughs> the totalizer. Right, so um, apparently Studio Canal, uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks and Daleks Invasion Earth 2150 AD is going to be made available in 4K. I haven't even seen it in HD yet, so that's something to look at forward last. to. last. Hey? I'm just saying at last. I was yeah. just joining in with the conversation. Thank you. Um, it was also available to watch on BritBox. I haven't got BritBox anymore, but I know that uh, those films were available on BritBox. You Tardis dropped Ma- BritBox as well? I dropped it, yeah, because we can't afford every single thing, and, and, and Disney Plus is so good. Uh, exactly. That's magazine. exactly why I dropped BritBox. Uh, volume 17. It, well, I don't pay for Disney Plus because it comes through a family account via Alicia, unusually. Um, remember Alicia? She co-founded the show. Uh, right then, so Volume 17, uh, issue Excellent. 1 of TARDIS magazine has been published by Doctor Who Appreciation Society, raising funds for the Multiple Sclerosis Society. That's rather cool. Get, go and buy it. Um, sadly, Sonny Caldines, uh, who uh, was one of the original um, Ice Warriors, uh, died at the age of 89. He's a bit of a Doctor Who legend. And um, 
I think anybody who's a real Doctor Who fan would have heard of Sonny, and he was well loved by uh, his uh, co-workers, uh, fellow actors, and uh, behind-the-scenes people. And moving forward, we've got some more bo- Lethbridge, sorry, more Lethbridge Stewart books coming out. Um, I'm not going to say to read them all off, but uh, they seem to be a rather formidable and regular series. There is a 13th Doctor Final Adventure scenery special, centenary sorry special trailer, which is more much more exciting than the episode that preceded it. Um, apparently, I, I, I'm wrong. She is in fact regenerating at the end oh, of the trailer. Oh, that's who Sonny Calden has. Yes. I okay. beg your pardon. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture now. I recognize him. And remember, he's in uh, Rares of the Lost Ark. So if you haven't already seen uh, uh, the uh, Legend of the Sea Devils, there is a very exciting trailer at the end of it. Um, and there's uh, there? returning characters, uh, Tegan and Ace. So I've given you a pre-warning if you wanted to skip past that bit. Too late now if you haven't. Um, so that, that obviously <laughs> a Tegan, played by Janet Fielding, was my heartthrob when I was about 15, 16 years old. I preferred this, sir. No, I preferred Tegan. No, it was just no, nice. it was a real, it was nicer a real legs. Take, um, real take that E17 Rolling Stones Beatles thing, that wasn't it? <laughs> well, my my biggest one was Annabella Lewin from um, Bow Wow Wow. I was uh, had a massive crush on her, and I was around her age at the time, uh, so it wasn't that weird. <laughs> there we go. Well, unlike um, all of your I was, other ones. Actually, I was her age. She was born in 1966, so that's fine. Um, Legend of the Sea Devils overnight viewing figures, uh, 2.2 million. That's the worst I've ever heard. 17 people. Yeah, 2.2 million people, which is about half what Doctor Who normally gets. Um, it was pitched brilliant of the BBC to pitch it against Britain's Got Talent, which has shown itself up to be completely oh, enough no. to be fake. It does. No, right, seriously, it doesn't what? matter what they put it up against. They could have put it up against women's rugby. It still wouldn't have performed very well. well because it's it doesn't, just... I don't think RTD is going to allow it to be put up against programmes that are, you know, quite popular on ITV, to be fair. Um, let's see what happens with that one. And, RTD um, needs to put it up on uh, Saturday evenings. Where no, I think, I think they should put it back to uh, Monday nights at 25 past seven. That was always a cracking time to put on any TV program. <laughs> um, Legend of the Sea Devils Appreciation Index, 76. So you, it just sounds rubbish when you just say it. Cause I, I know we used to talk about numbers like 81 and 80, 76. It was rubbish, according to the uh, Audience uh, Appreciation Index. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with that. The audience were probably right. Yes. Doctor Who Magazine Special Edition Action Figures, The Essential Guide. That looks quite good, actually. Uh, the latest special edition of Doctor Who Magazine is a lavishly illustrated guide to action figures and other articulated toys inspired by the original run of the series. It's really cool, but it will cost you seven ninety nine. You can buy it, probably, through whoone.co.uk uh, if you live outside the UK. Um, Doctor Who Titan Special 2022. Titan has released a preview of its Doctor Who Special 2022 written by Eisner Award... Uh, uh, I can't read that. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, Eisner Award winner Dan Slot, who's done Spider-Man, Fantastic Four and She-Hulk, uh, with art by Christopher Jones, who's done Young Justice and... Matthew Dowsmith, Hellboy, Bad Luck, and Chuck. So, actually, it does look really cool, to be fair, so I'll give them that. So that's it, then. That's Doctor Who news. Um, does that, therefore, mean, Ben, that you are ready to continue with the results of your thrilling game show? I'm just, I'm just over here. Hold on. I have to come show. back over here to do the results. And oh, then, for God's um, sake. Sorry, I was, I, I've got plenty, plenty of things to do. <sighs> um, I need to find a thing that says stab. There we go. What? <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Howie. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, the Manic Street Preachers just turned up and tried to play an impromptu <laughs> gig in my studio, but I uh, I shut them down pretty quickly, <laughs> although I do like them. Welcome back to How Aged Are They, the game show based on Doctor Who actors and their birthdays. Our three contestants this week have guessed our three Doctor Who actors, and let's see how many points they've scored and therefore who's won, and can be proud of themselves for the next 30 or 40 seconds. Uh, the first actor was Emma Handy. Emma played the mother in The Lie of the Land, born on the 24th of March, exactly a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> In 1974, making her 48 years old. Mary, you said she was 65. That's 17 points on your score. Kirby, you said she's 56. That's just the eight. And Adam, you said she was 50. Two points for Adam, everybody. Oh. Next up was Christine Kavanagh, who played Aram Aram Ibrahim in Time Lash, born on the 24th of March. Oh, again, exactly a month ago. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Adam said she was 64. Mary said she was 85. Kirby <laughs> said she was 72. Christine Kavanagh, born on the 24th of March, 19... 19- 57, making her 65 years old, which means Kirby gets 17 points, Mary gets 20 points, and Adam, you get one! Yay! Wow. There we go, right down Let's go for this. You're good at this. <laughs> I, I've already updated the spreadsheet that Adam has won. Uh, well, well let, let's, let's just calm ourselves down, <laughs> shall we? Just for a minute, Mr. Kirby, because I need to get rid of Annex, because we don't want them playing. And then we can go on to contest a note to actor number three, who was oh the very popular Mark Warren, who obviously played. Uh, yes, anybody? Elton. Oh, oh yeah, Elton, good. yes, Elton John. Kirby, yeah. that's that's a that's no extra points at all. Uh, but he was. You know something? When, when when my youngest daughter leaves for work, yeah, uh, every evening, uh, and she goes out the oh, door, yeah. I call to her, bye bye, Elton, bye bye. Right. He's acting very sheepish. I'm a bit worried he may have weed in my front room. What have what you done? This, excuse me. This is my... <laughs> very, very This concerned. is my hard-worked-on quiz. <laughs> well, get on with it, then. I've got a dog that may have urinated. Your dog's peeing in your bathroom. Well, Kirby's telling us about thoughts going to work. Mary, would you like to throw in a story at this point? Don't what, You're, you're serious. You have, haven't you? Bad dog. Ow. <laughs> what are you talking to? Oh, we're going to listen to Adam beat his dog. <laughs> beat I don't think you're allowed to beat dogs. Anyway, anyway. He, he, he puts his ears back and looks guilty, even if he isn't. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Carry oh, on. Do you mind if I? Do you mind if I carry on? I wish you would. <laughs> uh, Mark Warren was born in 1967. Uh, well, well, this was a tight one because Kirby, you said he was 53. <laughs> Two points for you. Adam, you said he was 51. Four points for you. Mary, you could you continued with your pretty Man United style game. This <laughs> you said 48, which okay, is... Uh, yeah. yes. Which is a good, how many points is this for? Yeah, 55. I've worked this out wrong. <laughs> Seven the most points. points ever anyone accumulated in this no, game. No, 
no, it's not actually the worst score ever. No, it's not because I I've done done it wrong. So uh, the final scores this week: Mary unexpectedly in third place with a grand total of forty four. <laughs> oh, 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 I didn't I didn't get an R sound effect. I didn't, oh, write it down. I didn't do it. Uh, Kirby, come here, come here, Odie. You scored. 27 points this week. That's one of your best ever weeks. I actually attempted to play this week. I know. See, that's what happens when you don't have a strop live on a podcast. You can actually do quite well. Let that be a lesson to everybody (laughs) in the world. um, I think we should clip this bit and send it to everyone just to show what can happen. Uh, Adam. Yes. Have you cleaned up your dog's uh, wee-wees yet? I don't think he's done anything. He's just he's just being he generally has got this sort of resting guilty face i didn't beat him shut up adam the dog beater scores (laughs) seven points adam you're this week's winner and that's your second win congratulations to adam pearson so he won last week because uh if he's won the second time i've got one two three four of these listed as who won well uh, adam won the last time we played as well actually so um but uh and that means the total scores at the moment uh, no curse you won no not last time we played you weren't here yeah. last time we played last no, time Kirsty. he said Kirsty won when uh, on the March thirtieth. Yeah, on the second week we did it. No, that was Debbie. Third week, fourth week, ninth week. Well, I've got all Mar- written down. Mary won, God. then Debbie won, then Kirsty won. Yeah. And did you play it last time? Yeah. We did it last time, and Adam okay. won. That was Adam. Okay. Yeah. I'm so updating the spreadsheet. So, so yes, again, uh, Adam won, and that's his second win. That's three times you've been wrong this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's an average of once every half hour, mate. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good. Uh, and so the leaderboard at the moment, at the top of the leaderboard, with the lowest overall score, is... Oh, I just dropped my microphone. Sorry, carry on. It is you, Adam. Of course Adam it is. Peter. Of course it is. Yay, Adam. In second, third, fourth, and fifth place, and sixth place, uh, they were a mixture of Kirby and Mary and Kirsty and Debbie, but I've lost the bit of paper with all the things written on no so ones. next week I'll just make up that you've all got some points and no one will ever know because Kirby use won't paper? I use paper I've got a pad and a pen See, I keep everything on spreadsheets on, the, on the computer oh no I, I do the quiz on the computer the quiz is, is typed up on the computer but I keep the scores on a bit of paper well not on a paper on a pad and that way they're always in the pad but I didn't flick back far enough because Master was getting all stroppy because I was not this is the news. Well, oh, hang on. What are you roughly... Oh, I see. All right, then. So, um, thank you for that. We'll go quickly... Oh, God. I just... uh, oh, sorry. I hadn't finished. Uh, we'll oh. be back next week with another celebrity edition of How oh, Aged Are They? Woo! Ooh. Yes. Woo-hoo. So, uh, sponsors, Lavazi do T-shirts... T-shirts. Well, they do do T-shirts. So they do... Um, uh, um, they do scarves and Cars. jumpers and bags and hats and ties and... And um, wonderful stuff. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. 
I haven't actually worn my uh, my fourth Dr. Lavazzi scarf much this winter, which keeps it uh, sp- uh, sort, of, sort of sprightly for the next uh, next winter. Uh, diaries that uh, say 2021 on them, which is I must uh, speak to Meninda. That's probably a little bit of a silly thing to sell a diary that says 20. Well, it has sold out according to the website. But one of the great things about uh, Lavazzi is you can join their blog and get their, or go on their mailing list. You can post in fan fiction and just uh, talk about Doctor Who uh, on a fictional level with other people who like to write about Doctor Who on a fictional level. Who are Can I just say at this point, yeah? um, I've forgotten to water my grass. Oh dear. And it's got dark now. What am I going to do? Don't worry, I forgot to water my cacti a few weeks ago, but they seem to survive. Yes, but um, your your cacti hasn't just been planted as in a delicate stage, Adam. Uh, um, oh, well, <laughs> something came... Sorry, I nearly forgot. Lillian Robin says, oh, you said morning. something about legs. Did I? Or is that, me, you, you, is that me? You want me to say something about legs? Uh, well, you are saying something about Lillian's legs now. Legs? <laughs> you, you, you've completely fallen into that trap, mate. You said something <laughs> about, uh, about Tegan, I think. Oh, yeah, Tegan's legs, yes. Yes, Lillian. When I was 15 and Janet Fielding was playing uh, Tegan in, in Doctor Who, uh, I was so delighted for three years, I had a particular liking for Tegan's legs. And when she changed that to that boob tube thing she wore in the second series uh, with uh, Peter Davison, I had a, a particular liking for other parts for anatomy as well. Right then, so <laughs> who won? Such a dirty per- How are you still married? <laughs> Um, yeah, so what we got? Oh, yeah. Who won? Uh, in by the thread, I'll tell you. Latest, latest <laughs> stuff <laughs> coming from who won. Debbie, Debbie, it's Mary, a thing called Time and Dora. Time Wake and Other Stories, which is uh, in the CD format, a fabulous tales of adventures from vintage pages of Doctor Who annual, brought to life by host of familiar voices. Mary, that sounds like something's up your street. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ruby's Curse by Alex Kingston. And Third Doctor Adventures 9, um, which is a big finished story, along with a, a fake Torchwood story, not featuring uh, Captain Jack, uh, John Harriman. <laughs> London 1965, which is uh, featuring William Russell and uh, somebody that's going to play Barbara's voice. And the Fifth Doctor 40, spelled F-O-R-T-Y, and the number one. Um, that means it's 40 part one, I would guess. All those are forthcoming on who won i'm just going to see what's actually available now not a lot uh <laughs> what's going on there then i don't understand that uh, there's lots of stuff available on pre-order including most of the stuff i've just mentioned there's a first doctor adventure six outlaws and heroes and villains um all these are available for pre-order along with the lone centurion 2 and lost stories uh 6.3 there's also i heard a little bit of news that um camilla could Kuduro and Billy Piper have got together to do a big Finnish story. So there we go. That's the uh, sponsors this week. And then we move on to the final bit of the show, uh, which is what we watched this week. Hey, isn't that inter- exciting? We'll have to get a theme tune for this section. What have we watched this week? No, I said we have what to get have a theme tune for this week? section, not, not what you just said. I've watched the telly and programmes on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Right then, so what I've watched this week, everybody, well, actually, it's more than a week, isn't it? It's two weeks. What has Adam watched this um, for? No. And what I'm has really, Adam watched this for? Yeah. No. I'm really disappointed that Debbie's not on because one of my favourite programmes I've been watching over the last week or so is a series called Ross Kemp Shipwreck Trevor Treasure Hunters. And Ross Kemp's voice always makes me laugh because uh, he's he just. He just talks, he does his stuff. He like comes across like he's some sort of gangster yeah. and not an actor. <laughs> yeah. But, but he's what great, everyone realises is the fact he's an actor and he's more than <laughs> likely acting. <laughs> but he's he's basically, as the title suggests, he, he does scuba diving around very interesting shipwrecks and it's a really good programme. Um, You've got to be careful how you say that programme, especially when it comes to Ross Kemp presenting. Yes. Uh, the other thing I've watched is a new series of uh, Air Crash Investigation on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> what a joyous programme that is. <laughs> yeah. Anyone going on holiday this year? <laughs> <laughs> but the good thing about this series is there's been a couple of uh, instances in which the crash well, has not crashed. been totally fatal. There's been people who survived it. Uh, and it's today they just talk about the skill... Uh, of the pilots who managed to save the lives of the people on on the plane. And I quite like those sort of positive episodes. Also been watching a series called Britain's Got Talent. Uh, oh, I didn't watch the most yes. recent episode because uh, it just it harks, harkens to Simon Cowell because he hasn't got X Factor anymore. Just show it, throwing as much fakeness into the series as possible. Uh, but it's still quite entertaining because of Ant and Deck. Um, the other series no, we're watching? No, yeah, Ant and Deck yeah. are the only good thing about that programme. That's what I just bloody said. No, you didn't. You said it's quite entertaining. Because of Ant and Deck. Well, yes, but all I heard was the words quite entertaining, which means you like yeah, Britain's you Got Talent. You weren't listening. That's what you heard as well, Debbie. Uh, Debbie. Debbie. Like, uh, <laughs> funny thing is, I was going for Kirby. Um, <laughs> another series we've been watching, as I alluded to earlier in the show, is Moon Knight um, on it's on Disney Plus via the Marvel um, MCU. It's absolutely superb series. Uh, if you don't get a chance to watch it, you're going to miss out because it's so good. And, of course, like I said, uh, one of our guests, Joseph Milson, that's a fantasy con guest, will be at ours, and he was in episode four. Um, Turning Red is a film we watched on Disney. Well, I watched because everybody else has watched it, and Deb doesn't like Dis- um, Pixar animations for some reason. So uh, Is- Isabella has already watched it. She does this. She just watches stuff before everybody else gets a chance. So I watched it on my own. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, I think it's better than Encanto. I-, I-, I did enjoy it more than Encanto. Yes, it is definitely better than Encanto. And another thing we watched in the cinema, a film called Operation Mincemeat. Great cast, great story. Of course, it's a true story uh, and rather splendidly put together for the cinematic experience. So I is, it, is, is it the story of the horse meat scandal a couple of years ago? No, it isn't, no. <laughs> um, another thing we watched, more slightly more light-hearted, The Lost City, uh, which is a, a comedy starring, uh, starring Sandra Bollocks and Channing Tatum, with a little bit of a... A uh, funny role by um, chap was Harry Potter. What was his name? You know him. Very, um, very, very good. Very entertaining. Very funny, as you would expect from uh, Sandra Bullock. And again, thoroughly worth watching. That's what I've been watching this week. Ben, what have you been watching this week? Uh, this fortnight, Adam. All right. Just to, uh, fortnight, just to pull you up on timings. Um, <laughs> well, we've watched a, uh, a couple of films. Uh, we've watched Grown Ups. And if we hadn't had enough of that, we then watched Grown Ups 2. <laughs> uh, Grown Up, it's an Adam Sandler film where the, uh, he gets back together with his old school chums, which was uh, quite poignant to me after going to my old mate's uh, schoolmate's funeral last well, on the week that we weren't here. Um, so, that yeah, it was kind of like, a, oh, we'll have a look at that, see what that's about. Uh, the first one's all right. The second one, 
as my 15 year old daughter said to me as i was uh, as we were talking about the film this afternoon what was the plot of that film so there you go that i kind of we then agreed that it was plotless uh, but it, it had its moments it was you know i won't say funny but it did have i did no i did laugh quite quite a lot at it but it was mostly if i'm being totally honest at the booby gags so uh <laughs> in an adam sandler film there's Ooh, many of them can, yeah. so, so i laughed quite a lot at that uh we also watched a, a couple more episodes of the fantastic greg wallace on inside the factory uh, and um i can't remember if i've told you about this one or not but they went to italy and uh, so therefore greg could practice his italian uh, which was just phenomenally funny um, as they made pasta. Uh, we've been watching the Great British Bake Offs, uh, the stand up to cancel ones, which have um, been just like Yeah, they're on my queue to watch those ones. I haven't watched them yet, so don't no well, spoilers. Now, we've got a bit of an in, uh, a bit of a problem there because our um, Virgin Media box went dicky uh, uh, last oh week, and so we've lost every single thing we've recorded for the last three and a half We're years. Watching on the ITV talking. player. Uh, oh, sorry. For more four, big about not ITV because it's on, it's on yes. Channel Four, isn't it? Sorry. I will go and watch it on the More Four player. And uh, the thing that I've been watching non-stop, absolutely incessantly since last weekend, is the snooker at the World oh, Championships. No, I haven't seen any of that. Just for, oh, it's just been such a high standard. It's it's fantastic. I love snooker. Uh, obviously, Adam's not such a big fan as isn't my fifteen-year-old uh, daughter again. Who, after I've been watching it all weekend when she's been over turned to me on the way home and said dad how long's the snooker on for <laughs> i didn't have the heart to tell her it's on until next monday <laughs> so uh, that's what i've been watching thank you ben kirby have you been watching anything for the last two weeks three weeks oh no no well no it's not that it's not that big of a list anyway i finished resident resident alien uh which is very very good and then i cancelled my peacock uh, subscription because uh, I don't want to pay for Peacock if I'm not watching it. So when the next season comes on, I will get Peacock again. Pluto TV's uh, free. Huh? Pluto TV's free. Don't tell me you anyway, don't get that. Um, mm. Let's see. I plan to start watching the new West Side Story, so I watched the old West Side Story, which I hadn't Maria, seen. In, <laughs> in, in Maria. Which is uh, strange because I'm sat here by myself and there's no one <laughs> called Maria just walked into my studio. Uh, <laughs> watched, watched a couple of Star Trek, uh, the animated series with Fred. That's really uh, good. She wants to keep watching them and I I watched the two best ones with her. I told her, you can go off and watch the rest of these yourself because <laughs> the animation is horrible. I've got to say, Kirby, it's quite amusing. I know you're talking about your daughter, but every time you say Fred, I think you're talking about the crap Man United midfielder. And I think, hey, why, he's why been playing quite well recently, Ben. Why is he, I didn't even know he was your mate. <laughs> I call her Fred because uh, she... She wanted you, to be incognito, if, so remember, I created remember, the name uh, Fred out of thin air. No. Yes. Romana when, said that she wanted to be called Fred when uh she first introduced herself yeah i know i i I said that so i said fred and she said yeah fred she said i've got the recording somewhere in the archives of the 20 megabyte podcast yes uh let's see so we watched the the more tribbles more troubles and uh yesteryear and then we started to watch two nights ago uh the wrath of khan i'm skipped motionless picture um because any other man united squad there or was it just fred (laughs) <laughs> Bruno Fernandez turn up. 
<laughs> and uh, on before. Wait, she, 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 she's she's never seen any of Star Trek before. Oh, okay. I, I'm running through as much Star Trek as possible. Uh, although I told her if she wants to go back and watch the motionless picture, we'll do it some other time. It's not worth sitting through. Uh, I'm trying to get her up to next generation. Uh, so we watched about half of the Wrath of Khan, but she's just, she liked it, but she got too tired and was going to fall asleep. So we may continue that tonight. That's it. Oh, well, thank you very much. Well, before we go on to the main event, uh, I forgot to mention that um, um, Deb was asking me what I'd like for my birthday. And um, what I'd like to have for my birthday is a ticket to a convention in London called Destination Star Trek. Because not only have they uh, obviously built this, well, say, obviously, you won't know until I tell you, the uh, classic <laughs> bridge set, um, you can have a picture taken with William Shatner on the uh, classic bridge set. So I, I'd like to go to that on the off chance that William Shatner, you know, goes, because he is supposed to go. You never know with these actors and stuff, but in the chance he does go and I get a chance to meet William Shatner before it's too late. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's what I'd like for my birthday. I don't know how much he's traveling anymore. He's he's not in good health. Yeah, but the guest list is quite good, Mary. William Shatner, Robert Duncan McNeil, Ethan Phillips, Robert Picardo, another one of my favorite Star Trek actors. Yes. Uh, Doug yeah. Jones. Picardo. Yes. Doug Does Jones. Does make it go instead of make it so? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Doug Jones, who plays uh, Saru in uh, Star Trek Discovery, which I need to catch up on, and Roxanne Dawson, Dawson, sorry, and, and Tim Russ. Great lineup, but obviously the, the the creme de la creme on that, of course, is the possibility in October yeah. oh. of finally yeah. meeting William oh. Shatner, who is Canadian, by the way. I oh, can't Canadians get knighted? Because if so, he should be knighted. Uh, in my oh, I, I did start mm. to watch the first episode mm. of uh, Discovery, and I liked it, but it was so late at night I fell asleep. Well, that was a bit silly. Watch it in the daytime. Before we Quite go simple. on to what Mary's been doing, yeah. I, I've also been listening to the greatest hits of the Police, which was re-released on 180 gram heavyweight vinyl, which I bought, which is just phenomenally good. Hence the Roxanne mentioned a minute ago. Anyway, uh, is it Mary's turn to tell Not us what quite. She's been doing? It will be after I said what Alan said. He said, oh, "Okay, I don't use many peacocks either, and if I needed one, there is one that lives on the other side of the river." So no need to have a subscription. And Billy Kirkbright... Oh, here we go, Kirby. Uh, uh, oh. Can you see what Billy says? You can do your Billy Kirkbright impression. Have to, oh, shall have I feed to you go. the line? Shall I feed you the line? I, uh, right, I'm going to feed sure. Kirby the line. That he oh, says, Billy Journey's Kirkbright. End was naff. So if you could do that in your best Billy Kirkbright. Here we go. Journey, journey's End was naff. Pardon? Woody, Woody, Woody. No, you see, you're doing it all wrong when you want to be Billy Kirk, right? You've got to speak like Me and Billy had a talk a couple of weeks ago about going down pit. It was great fun. <laughs> I love Billy. But I'm not quite looking forward to seeing Billy because he did say that he'd come to the uh, FancyCon 2, which of course is on November the 5th. So I'm looking forward oh, to Billy travelling from Australia to. Oh, uh, God, that's really annoying because yeah. that means I've got to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Billy's coming over. I've got to come over. If, if he's making the effort to come from Australia, I can't not come. Auntie Butcher beard, comes up I? with a good point, though, Ben. He says William Shatner doesn't travel. He just went to space a few months ago. That's very true. Yep, yeah, what, 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> More oh, than I've done. 
Well, how long have you been to space for? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Kurt Bright says, AR Kirby, I fell asleep. I, what's that say? Ill off to early dawn service. Oh, it's, oh, it's Hasnack Day. It's Hasnack Day. So I, I half asleep. He is half asleep. He's not even writing the words properly. Don't bother, Kirby. <laughs> Unless you can do a sleepy. Alan. No. Oh, belly cut. Right, right. Uh, and then he says, "Lol, Ben." <laughs> Lol, Ben. Right then. So, That's Mary, what have you been taking? Pa- sorry, partaking in in regards to the viewing of stuff and possibly listening this week. I'm, 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 I might have written a theme tune. Is your name Mary? I've written a theme tune for Mary. Oh, girl, sorry, Mary. Ben wants to do your theme. Right, I'll get that set. Okay. She's been reading books, listening to stuff and viewing things on the box. But what on earth has this week Mary Blitzlang watched? <laughs> oh, okay. It took me seconds to write that. <laughs> the, only, the only Doctor Who book that I've been reading is the Target novel, The Armageddon Factor, which uh, is just a slight fleshing out of the basic script, so it's not... You know, it's not anything I, you know, hardly recommend to anybody. Um, but and it's Armageddon sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the last movie that I watched recently was The Last Duel, which uh, was just amazing. Um, have you heard of it? Um, no. Jo- Jodie Comer, which, uh, you know, she's in everything anymore. Jodie Comer is. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it's a about a, a real duel that took place in the 18th century. And um, you see the story from three different viewpoints. Um, it, the thing goes on for like two and a half hours, but it's riveting. So um, and anyone who gets a chance, um, I saw it on HBO Max, um, The Last Duel. Um, <clears throat> a t- TV series that I've watched, uh, one that I'm kind of in the middle of is called Hard Sell, um, I don't know if it's been on uh, B- the BBC, but it stars Catherine Tate um, as the new manager of a women's prison. And she plays. Oh, yes. Only- I've been watching that, Mary. I've, I've been watching that. It's really good. Carry on. It is good. Yeah, because she I plays other characters in the in the prison. And it's, it's very, very funny. Uh, I just love Catherine Tate. I love the kind of humor that she does and the characters. She totally does characters so well. Um, something else I've been watching, um, this is on Netflix, it's called Julia, and it's a a recreation of the 1960s uh, Julia Child's cooking shows, um, uh, how they came about, and kind of the life of Julia as she was doing them, and Julia is played by Sarah Lancaster. Oh, wow, I think I've heard of this too. I haven't seen it. I I plan to watch that, yes. Hmm. Um, Isn't there two series about her? There's, there's that one and there's another one. But... There's a movie. There's a movie called Julie and Julia. Okay. Right? Yeah, and Meryl Streep played Julia Child. And I okay. think Meryl Streep did, a, 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 as always, you know, a supreme job. But I think Sarah Lancaster has far surpassed Meryl Streep so because is, she's what, got a voice. What's this on, Mary? Sorry, what, what network is it on? It's called Julia and it's on Netflix. Netflix, right. Thank you. Yeah, when I was in uh, Washington, D.C. about 12 years ago at the Smithsonian, they had Julia Child's chicken, kitchen, chicken. <laughs> her, her kitchen was uh, had been moved to the Smithsonian. Ah. 
Wow, her actual kitchen. Yeah, her I mean, actual kitchen. Wow. She, she's an icon because she's the first one to have ever done a cooking show. So it's like the um, American Fanny Craddock then, basically. <laughs> uh, and, and there was a lot that went into making that show happen. Um, and this was in the 60s. And, and the the show kind of recreates some of those episodes as they were done um, and a lot of the disasters that she had. It, it's so heartwarming. It's just one of those things where cool. you just love everybody in the show. Um, so I highly, highly recommend Julia. Oh, brilliant. Um, Thank you. The series on Netflix. Now, in Big Finish news, I'm excited to report that uh, Joe Martin, you know, she was the yes. fugitive doctor. Yes. That she is. She has signed to do three um, box sets of stories as the fugitive doctor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Sasha Dewan, yeah. um, Aster, he too has signed on yeah. to three box sets. I've to heard do... this. But this is fantastic news. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Call me master. Now, Sasha has has done other big finish, so he's not new to them. Um, but he this is, you know, his own series, which I think is great, which probably also means these two are probably not going to show up in the future on TV. No, because once no. people sign with big finish, you know, that usually means the yeah. end of the TV career. Yeah. Um, and um, look at Ace and uh, Tegan. True. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they do come back. Yeah, there, are, there are exceptions to the rule. But as, you know, as premier characters, you know, I think that that journey is done. Um, now, for people who are B Billy Piper fans, one of the things that was mentioned in this last episode was the Dimension Canon, which is how she was able to travel um, from the other dimension into um, the, the reality that we saw her in. Yeah. Um, she does have, she's got one box set of stories, and they're called uh, Rose, the Dimension Canon. So she travels around and has adventures, and, and Big Finish has recently put out a new um, box set of her stories called uh, Dimension Canon 2. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's the one that Camille Kaduri is in with her. Yeah. So people who are those fans can get more Billy Piper if they want it. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much. This feature works so well on this show, doesn't it, Ben? I think so. The thing is, though, I've, I've got a, a thought. I've just been sitting here thinking, how do Ace and Tegan end up together? Why wouldn't they be? It's a science fiction fantasy TV program. Yeah, but also, <laughs> yes, but what's the story behind Well, that's when, when you watch the final 13th Doctor story, that's when you will they will probably tell you how they ended up there. You know what they're I mean, really I'm... going to be missing, though, because of, of the, the bitchiness of the BBC? Uh, is not having John Barrowman in after bringing him back, bringing Catch and Jack back, and on continuing that sort of continuity, continuing the continuity of having him back in Doctor Who, and then just brushing it away as if it never happened. Um, it would have been fab to have had him as well. He might have, but he stamped out that, that sort of romantic connection between the Doctor and Yaz. But there you go. But those of you noticed, though, when in the, the scene where she's uh, being disintegrated, not regenerated, apparently. She's regenerating. Yeah, okay. That she shouts out Yaz as she's um, looking uh, all glowy. Oh. Maybe. Mm. Maybe, the, maybe the 80s pop star had just turned up, started singing the only Ah, that is a great answer. Probably wrong, though. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> Alan T. Butcher says, as we wind the show up, um, I've watched a lot of Upstairs Downstairs in which Chunky Gilmore and Sarah Kingdom <laughs> met the Master from and Arak from Metabelis 3 just appeared for the first time. He will become a footman. I think that's typical 
and she butchered comment there, wasn't it? Mm. Right then, so next time in he two... will become a Tory. Yes, thank you. Next time in two weeks' time, because I've got a film show in, in Southsea, um, we will be and moving want, on to I the tenant. Yes, all right. The tenant special, starting with Vilile Shababad. Oh, why? I said it right the first time. Vilile Shabalala's wonderful um, Rosita, as uh, she plays yes. in the next yes. Doctor. Yes. Um, uh, She's lovely. Oh, yeah. She's she's lovely. She's and, and the, the best the best uh, TARDIS uh, acronym that I know of. Tethered aerial release designed in style. <laughs> Do you know talking yeah. about um, us saying about Valile being lovely? I was looking through um, the her, the agent that I deal with between uh, me and her uh, when he was recommending her to to the convention and his first comment was I've got Vilile Shabalala who is in The Next Doctor oh she's lovely by the way <laughs> very accurate statement well, he wasn't wrong no but... he wasn't the only thing uh, uh, she uh, kept disappearing for cigarettes but uh, uh, we all have to have our voices don't we but yeah so that's, that's it for the show this time and uh, thanks for everybody for uh, taken part please continue to send in your feedback and and stuff Ew. by the usual means and if you are a member of the 20 megabyte doctor podcast facebook group which you can join it is becoming private and will be so by the next time we record so only people that have been recommended by other members or new people who find us via the means of search will be allowed in uh, because i haven't got that thing about questions so you might be grilled as to whether you are a genuine doctor who fan or not before you're allowed in so very exclusive almost like a masonic um, a group thing. of people that's it then so until then good bye goodbye fancy pants bye there's a place for us <laughs>
20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.